Hello, and welcome to the Neff Canyon Ward podcast. My name is Tyler Slade, and I'm excited to bring you all the cool people of our neighborhood and ward. The goal of this podcast is for all of us to get to know each other better, to create unity through sharing our experiences with others in the gospel. All right. Well, we are excited to be with the Oldroids tonight. Gary and Sue. Glad to have you. I uh, was told that I have to call or have to use Sue, not Susan, because Susan is the if you're mad at her, right? True. Susan Elizabeth. Susan Elizabeth. If that's I'm in big trouble. trouble. Yeah. Yep. Okay, then so you, we won't go there. Then you know. Thanks for having us. This is a beautiful house and a wonderful opportunity. Glad to have you. Yeah, this is great. Um, why don't we start with uh, Sue? Why don't you uh, tell the ward a little bit about yourself, a little bit where you came from, and and uh, a little just you know get everybody acquainted with you. Okay. Well, I came from about two and a half miles down the road. I grew up on 23rd East and Fisher Lane. My maiden name was McDonald, and I had seven brothers and sisters. Um, half, of, half of my siblings went to Skyline, and half of us went to Olympus. Oh, wow. And, you went uh, to Olympus? I went to Olympus. Oh, we don't like that. I had a really hard time sending my kids to Skyline, but we did it anyway. <laughs> And uh, went, to, uh, went to work out of high school to earn money so I could go to college and started making too much money. So I worked for the phone company, which doesn't right. exist anymore, the Bell System, the Bell. for about 15 years. And met Carrie in a singles ward. At, and, the, at uh, the university? or I went to the University of Utah a little bit and uh, then got a promotion at work and said goodbye to the University of Utah and... Started making more money. So. We had a singles ward in our stake, which was oh. back then was unusual. But it's not not so much anymore. But Valley View Stake, which is one my, of the early singles, my words. home stake, and Sue was an invader. I think. Uh, I heard you were there, so yeah. I started Valley coming. View close to your stake you grew up. That's neighboring. Yeah, yeah it's that's pretty close. Mm -hmm. It's pretty close. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell us about your profession then. Um, I worked at the phone company entry level and then worked my way up to business accounts and handled BYU, handled all their phone systems. Hmm. Um, married Carrie, had two kids and when I was, uh, I'd, after I'd had my second, first baby, uh, the bell system had divested and so I went to work for AT&T and hated it. And one of my former clients who was a BYU account um, person asked me to come help him put in a new phone system for the church. Hmm. So I went to work for an equipment vendor and we put in a digital data system for the church, which was a dinosaur the day it was installed, you know, mm -hmm. but it was one of the first digital phone systems in the valley. Wow. And because I was endowed, I got to go everywhere in the temple and all over the administration building, worked with the general authorities, worked with the prophet. That's and, probably a uh, highlight. It was really fun. It was mm -hmm. a really fun part. Had an office in the church, office building, and it was a great way to end my working career. Then I got pregnant and had another baby and quit. Perfect. So, done. go ahead. So tell, tell us uh, in the singles ward, how, what attracted you to each other and how did you start <laughs> dating? Well, um, Sue hasn't really changed uh, uh, at all. You know, she's the life of the party, the build the ball, the 
So Sue was friends with all the guys. So the guys would go skiing and Sue would go. The guys would go to Lake Powell and Sue would go. And so occasionally she'd take a, you know, she'd take a friend with her, but it was not unusual at all to go, you know, Sue was with the guys. I, one, of our, one of our dates was uh, night skiing and Sue drove. I mean, probably not unusual now, but 40 years ago, that was kind of unusual. And so, you were one of the guys? So she was, we had common friends. So some of my guy friends were, uh, had been friends with Sue for a while. And uh, we just started, um, we started playing racquetball like once a week because Sue's dad was on the faculty at the U. And so she could get a racquetball court and we played racquetball. And, and I was just shocked that she'd even consider going out with me. So. One, one day I couldn't get a racquetball court. They were all booked. And so I thought, well, we won't go out. And Carrie said, well, let's go to a movie. Just I, the two of you? I couldn't believe it. Left yeah. the guys home? Yep. So this was like a sneaky date. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I think you paid even. <laughs> I, yeah, that probably. Yeah. Yeah. So what changed the... From being friends to to dating, where you kind of wanted to get serious, it was very was gradual. It? it was very gradual. I mean, because Carrie dated every girl in the singles ward, so I was one of many. And then, Your memories get a little frosted, mm -hmm. you know, over the forty years. That's why we do this. Keep them, yeah. you know. Then he asked me to uh, his dad's birthday party, family dinner, and so that was kind of shocking. So I met your family. It was the only time I met them before we got engaged, and that wow. was seven months later. Wow. <laughs> so. And how old were you when you got married? Uh, I was tw almost twenty-seven. And I was barking at the door of 30, huh? living at home in my mother's basement. <laughs> Smart not, guy. Not the Utah way. No, no. Huh. No. So, so Carrie, tell us about, so you, you grew up in the stake next. Same thing. I grew up on like 20th East and 39th South. My mother still lives there. Okay. Uh, Valley View First Ward. And um, I went to the U University of Utah. And... Um, I went to Olympus as well. We didn't know each other. She, Sue is, is my sister, my younger sister's age, and they knew each other. Um, out of high school, uh, went right to the U, and Vietnam War was barking heavily, and uh, we were all my all of my buddies were desperate to. Uh, to join the National Guard so we didn't get drafted. And so we, you know, like many of the guys my age, we slept overnight trying to sign up for the National Guard and they were booked, they were full and they couldn't mm -hmm. get in. And, yeah. And we finally, I had a contact and I got in the National Guard. So I went to a couple of uh, quarters at the U and then I, let, I went to uh, uh, Fort Ord, California, Monterey. With the National Guard, um, came home. I was on the rifle team for the National Guard. 
<laughs> magically enough, or ironically enough, Sue's brother, and I didn't know Sue at the time, <coughs> Sue's brother was on the rifle team as well, and uh, we knew each other there, but um, you know, I ended up changing guard units and so forth, and, and he stayed in, but anyway, there was a connection with her early on. Uh, came home, went back to school, went to, a, uh, left on a mission a little late, um, and went to the Kamora mission, and Walt Plum was the, Walt Plum was the mission president there at much later than, <laughs> same mission, but he was there much, he was a so mission So which mission is that? It's, now it's called the, probably the New York Rochester mission, okay. but back then it was Kamora, okay. then it was Palmyra, Rochester, Utica, we had a couple of counties in Pennsylvania, and I think it's about three missions now. Well, so basically, the birth of the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, day yeah day one in the mission field. I went out during the Hillcomore pageant. When I was there, the missionaries would all come and and participate in the pageant, and the, the volunteers from BYU would come on buses, and hmm. so I had missionaries and sisters from BYU, and I went out during the pageant of. The, my first year, and then uh, so I was there for three pageants essentially, mm -hmm. um, and then we've we've taken our girls back. We took all the kids back, and they were in the pageant. And I ended up uh, we baptized a lady that ended up marrying a guy who was president of the pageant, and and so it was a kind of a good connection. But, fun, yes, yeah, fun. fun. So I came back and finished at the U, and that's and. Went to the singles ward and met Sue. Okay, met Sue, got married, 30 years old. What, what tell us about your career? So I started, uh, I was in electrical engineering at the U and uh, about, I don't know, a year and a half into that, my dad, who was in the insurance business, came to me and said, I'm the oldest of four, I'm the oldest. Uh, and um, my dad came to me and said, gosh, I could really use some help, what do you think? And so I worked with him for a little while and uh, actually moved to Boise, Idaho for, uh, I don't know, four months or something working at an insurance company just to kind of see if that's really what I wanted to do. And then came back and ended up working with my dad. So, um, and we, we, uh, anyway, we ended up, Owning the company, we sold it in 1989. We sold it in 1989, and, and I'm still an employee of the group that we sold out to. Okay. So I'm not going to work very often, but and then now our son works there as well. So. And that company's name? Uh, Morton, Freddie Morton Company. We're just commercial brokers. Okay, so it was more commercial insurance. Yeah, so we, and and I did I do mostly uh, large property, um, and then governmental stuff. I do a lot of the cities and towns in Utah are my clients. Oh wow, well, that's big business. So I'm trying to make a transition at the moment, which isn't working very well. But that's that's another matter. <laughs> so far, so good though. So far, so good. Yeah. Is it time to be done with work? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, good. All right, Sue, tell us about uh, your conversion in the gospel. Tell us how, you know, some people just, you know, 
over time realize that this is just true and good and others have these major experiences. Uh, where do you fit in this? A combination, I think. Um, I came from a really strong family. Um, all eight of, of us are very committed to the church. Um, but, I mean, as a child, I always felt, I felt the spirit. And my, my patriarchal blessing told me that one of my gifts was faith. And I feel like that was true. But when I was at the U, I took an English class, and uh, we were given an assignment to write an argumentative paper. And we were to take a stand on something and argue the fact that what we believed was true. And this was a University of Utah class. The teacher was not LDS. And so I decided to write it about the Book of Mormon and that J Joseph Smith did not have the ability to write it on his own, that he had to have translated it from awesome. other records. And went to the library, read some of the old anti-Mormon literature mm -hmm. um, that they wrote during his time, and which was interesting and almost converted you more to the fact that the Book of Mormon was true because it was all crazy. But I had a very intense spiritual experience in writing that paper and uh, could never um, again deny the fact that the Book of Mormon wasn't true. And then always it came back to if that was true, then the church is true. So that was kind of life changing for me. And, you and I got out? an A. I got an A on the paper. Really? So, yeah. So that's, that can be but controversial. I don't think I converted but to the you. teacher. I don't so, think you could do that again. Though. Yeah, I don't think I converted the teacher. Today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were how old at that when you I wrote that? I was at the U. I was 22, 21, 22. Okay. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, did you get a chance to do, go to the uh, Tad Collister's uh, fireside on evidence of the Book of Mormon? I did not. Yeah. It I makes me not. think of that. That's that... Um, and I think he has a book out now, but when you talk about, I mean, that's basically what he did is he wrote a book on it. Yeah, I mean, I've saved that paper. I've used it in Young Women Lessons, and <laughs> and I've given it to some of our YSA kids who maybe were struggling a little bit, and and um, it was it was a great experience for me. I love that. Something you you just can't deny. Yep. Like, it's just always with you, and no one's going to take that from you. Yeah. But you had to put the work in to get it. I put a lot of time and effort into it, and there was a room in the library which doesn't exist anymore that you could reserve and go in like your own study room. Oh, yeah. And then they'd pipe music in. And uh, I, I went in there with all of the information that I had and decided, you know, I don't think I'm going to turn the music on today. And after reading everything I'd read, I decided to open up the Book of Mormon and read Joseph Smith's account of the first vision, and and that's when I had my conversion mm. completely. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Carrie, how about you? Conversion. Yeah. Oh, man. my uh, my family, unlike Sue's family, uh, my dad did not serve a mission. His two brothers did not. My uh, paternal grandfather did not. Um, I, I was uh, 
I had a couple of cousins older that uh, that served. In fact, one was in my one was in my same mission, and uh, there wasn't a lot of pressure I, for me to serve. Um, and I was more engaged, probably a, a, a younger, and just get, kind of getting through school, getting over with, get a career, move on, um, establish myself. On my my mother's side, so my maternal um, grandfather was a missionary. His oldest son was a missionary, and then when he, my grandfather died before I was born, and the two brothers who had not served missions, they were younger, they kind of had struggled with the church with that issue. Um, so my mother was very sensitive towards that a little bit. Anyway, there wasn't a lot of pressure for me to serve. Uh, I was in a ward that was, we had a factory of like, you know, 10 Eagle Scouts. We were all the same age. Everybody got their Eagle Scout. Everybody did this. But all of a sudden with the, with, um, the military, Everybody kind of got fractured a little bit, and so anyway, I kind of lost. Uh, I, I mean, I was active, and I just kind of lost the sense that I wanted to go on a mission. But I had a I had a motorcycle buddy in the ward. Uh, we were dirt. We rode dirt bikes. I mean, as often as we could, and and uh, I remember one Sunday, we were we had gone to church, and we got our heads, our hands in our heads, and. Uh, he looks over at me and he goes, are we going today? And I go, yeah, we're going, yeah, we're going. So I go home and get my dad's truck, which he, he, he didn't care if I borrowed his truck and load up the motorcycles and head out. And so we were above Merker out there uh, by kind of by Tooele, an old ghost town. We're yeah. sitting at the top of this mountain looking down on Merker that, you know, doesn't exist much anymore. And uh, we got talking back and forth about, you know, uh, the plan of salvation. Where are all these people now, and what's going on? And and so we we I know we had a nice discussion about that, and and uh, was it, the spirit was pretty strong there. And uh, then we were quiet for I don't know. It seemed like a long time. He leaned over to me and said, uh, "I'm going on a mission," and I, it it totally totally caught me by surprise. And. Uh, I mean, I think we were quiet the whole rest of the day going home. And uh, I don't know, it was a week or so later, I walked into my bishop's office, who my next door neighbor was our bishop. I walked in him and he'd been, he hadn't really been bugging me, but he was just kind of always there saying, you know, hey, I'm, I, when you're ready, I'm, I'm here. Sure. And I walked in and I go, yeah, I'm ready. And he goes, okay. Hmm. And uh, so I uh, got the paperwork done and left. Uh, Pretty soon after that, and and I kind of take that moment as as a you know turning point. That was the fork in the road moment. Yeah, it was. Yeah, everything's kind of falling into place after that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So Sue, how many kids? We've got three kids. We've got two girls and uh, a, a great son and. We've got seven grandkids. Our girls have boys, and our boy has girls. Really? Yep. Yeah. So had a new granddaughter last week. Oh, congrats! What's her name? Hazel. Hazel. It's still growing on us. 
The old names are coming back. Yeah, the old names are going back. <laughs> Carrie's mom said, don't they remember that old show where Hazel was the maid? I said, no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> and that's never going to come back no. in reruns, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you've, you've raised the kids, you know, I mean, what, what can you share with the ward on things that, you know, you look back on and maybe wish you would have done more of and things that you felt like you really did well and just kind of a, a you know, breakdown of, of you know, how, how that went. Well, I think the things that we've done well, um, Sue is a master of being a, a best friend to our kids and to our kids' friends. Um, I, I dare say that any of our kids' friends would have gone to a movie with Sue at the drop of a hat. I'm not sure we could say that about about maybe some of the others. Um, Sue played games with them. Um, you, know, you know, you've talked about a houseboat. We had a houseboat forever, and and uh, we took our we took our kids and their friends, and it was great. We had captive audience. Yeah, we did. You know, I mean, you talked the other week about um, you know having. Sacrament meeting on the on Lake Powell, which we did all the time, and uh, our kids just kind of got to understood that that was going on. We lived where Scott Drews lives now, and uh, we had a pool, and it was always open to the kids there. We had a Sue had a fridge in the garage that was always just stuffed full of drinks and snacks and. And the kids knew that they didn't have to ask. They just they would come over and open the fridge and take what they wanted, and and they felt at home and comfortable and kind of like the beaners and the ice exactly cream. Exactly mm-hmm. like the beaners and the ice cream mm-hmm. machine. Well, we Sue and I had had the privilege of serving with uh, the Oldroids. Terry was our bishop, uh, YSA, and those kids loved the Oldroids, and they related. I think. So, so many of them have said that you guys were singles for a while, and you understood them. And because uh, that just recently came to an end, right? Yes, it's been a year ago. Couple yeah. years. Couple years ago. Oh, yeah. COVID makes it feel like a month. Yeah, I know that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, legends, huh? Well, androids. but you, you can see that why is you've been doing this your whole life, but it just kind of flowed into the... So when you guys had, like, meetings, YSA. did you get anything done? No. Well, well, we laughed a lot. Well, if, if you look at our fridge right there in the pantry... <laughs> Don't look in it. There's 108 wedding announcements. Oh, my God. Oh, you can look at the fridge, just not Don't in look it. Don't look at it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's full of pop. But. Leftovers. So, but... But you you end up surrounding yourself with with good counselors... And their wives. Like beaners. So we had, I mean, we just had a remarkable group of, you know, the, the a, you go to sacrament meeting, and we're sitting up on the stand kind of watching what's going on. While our wives are in the back, they're doing the same thing, going, who do I need to sit by? They were amazing. And they're, wor- they're working the congregation, you know, with, and uh, so we, I mean, we were totally blessed and blown away by how much fun we were having and I think I think the good that was done not by me but it was collectively by the whole group we, I mean we just had a great time and I think we I mean we still have 
you know, the kids Monday yeah, night. Still just had one over. of the kids was over. So how did your how did that strengthen your testimony? Uh, you know, interviewing these kids and seeing their, you know, how they uh, responded to your counsel and how, how was this at the U? This no, it was no. a YSA. Okay. In, in, okay. the, in the Sugar House area. Yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, it was remarkable to to watch these kids grow, and to be a part of that. Not that I, not that it was me that did it, but to, to, to that they allowed me to be into their allowed us to be in their life, and it, I think it's been remarkable still to be the, in their lives. And I don't think it's any different than what I was talking about with our kids. Yeah. Um, they were comfortable with us. They, they, I looked at them like they were my peers. And granted, you know, I could have been their grandfather, some of them. But, um, and I think the same thing was true with Sue and your Sue and with yeah, Debbie. Um, it was just a great experience to watch them grow in the gospel. Many times they tell me that uh, you'd called them in. You know, to see you, and you say, "Why are we here?" Yeah, and I think that's part of being a bishop. I mean, but yeah, and, and I mean, for those kinds of experiences, it was just you know remarkable. I, I'd be the first Sunday you sit down, you go, "I have no training for this," and we dealt with uh, you know transgender people. We dealt with uh, anything you can possibly think of. You know, I come home and go sue. What do these words mean? And she didn't know either. So <laughs> some had, I knew, some I had to ask. So she people. had to ask her friend that has young kids, what do these words mean? And, and I mean, it's just oh, that's awesome. So it was, it was kind of funny. But anyway, we, we were we were it was a family. We were a family, and and I think it, it was, um, you know, we geared some of the activities around some of the needs that we felt like the kids had and. We let the kids run the ward. I mean, really, um, they just need a little supervision. But, but it was fun, and, I, and it—that's th my perception of whatever that in the Doctrine and Covenants one thirty-five or something. You know, whatever the same sociality that exists here exists there. And um, so that, I can't. Well, as you paint this picture, I can't help but think of Sue and Sue. Oh my gosh! And what? Their impact was in that was, uh, it, There was a third. And there was yeah, another, there was another, another guy named Debbie. It was exactly, was exactly like the, the two sisters. Just, just great. And it was, no, the impact was remarkable. It really was. Right? I mean, I, 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 yeah, I can totally see it. And there's a reason you have that many wedding invites on your fridge, and it's probably so and so. And many of them are, they met each other in the ward. Yep. Lots of Maybe more than half, would you say? No, no. I, didn't, the, I, haven't, I haven't done the math on yeah. it, but it, there's quite a few. But a lot of them met yeah. in the ward. We called it Camelot. I mean, it was just the best situation. The, and I think my, one of my favorite things was to watch the kids run things. I mean, we, we didn't have to do things. They took responsibility completely for activities. Mm -hmm. They... We just sat back and enjoyed. We just came and had a great time with them. What and about, take this just a little bit different direction, and maybe this could apply to you, maybe it applies to the, the ward, uh, the YSA ward members. A trial of faith, like 
if you've had one or maybe helped some of the youth in your YSA overcome, you know, what does that look like, you know, advice on how to deal with trials of faith and when people are really struggling? Well, yeah, I think you have to be sensitive to the spirit and and we pray for that a lot and then you act on it. Um, when I was young, and I don't think it's a big shocker to most people know that I was married in a an emotionally abusive relationship when I was in my early 20s, very short-lived because I was smart enough to leave. To get out. And it was interesting how many times uh, the Spirit prompted me to share that experience with one of our YSA kids to find out that they were going through the exact same thing. Hmm. And it was extremely helpful to be able to have empathy with them and to know what they were going through and, and to be able to give them advice because I'd been through it. Not coincidence, is it? No, it's not a coincidence. And uh, so, you know, I think you look back on your life and you, there are things that you wish maybe you hadn't gone through, but then the Lord turns them into positive experiences in the end that enrich your life in the long run, and then it enriches the lives of other people through the Spirit. Yeah. And I, and I think it was unconditional love. I think, um, you know, I, I was dealing a lot with, uh, with issues that could have been kind of nasty. And um, it wasn't like, well, you've done that. We, I don't want to talk, you know, don't come back here. It was like, you know, the pews out there are not full of saints, they're full of sinners. And, and okay, we can all change. And we've got some good examples of, of uh, adults who have changed. Or had some issues they've gone through and worked through it, but I think it was unconditional. You're you're welcome here, and uh, I think we had a lot of that. But same thing is true with our, you know, the friends of our kids growing up. Same formula. Yeah, same formula. You're welcome here, and uh, yeah, you've got a. We've got some rules here. You're not getting, but yeah, but uh, you're welcome, and we love you, and we yeah, hope yeah. you have a good time, and we want you here. We want you here. Yeah. And I also wanted to make sure, selfishly, yeah. I wanted those kids at my house. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to see what's what's happening. And thankfully, you know, it was a it was an attractive nuisance there. To, that uh, they were in and out a lot, and they, it was really fun. Yeah, it was fun. We you know we lost a lot of sleep, and we bought a lot of drinks and snacks and. <laughs> Okay, it's cheaper than rehab. <laughs> but the kids are still coming. You know, the ward closed, but the kids are still coming over. I love that. And they probably will continue because of that love, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There. yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, <laughs> this is awesome. I just, and so many things I didn't know. And it all makes sense now. So and so. That YSA had no idea. No, they didn't know. They didn't know it hit them. No. And thankfully, we were the furthest ward away from the from the state, state prison. prison. <laughs> <laughs> we never saw him. And we and he left us alone because our numbers were were just off the charts attendance wise. So anyway, that's another full story. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, why would the attendance be so high? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was a place to be. And that's a three-year calling. 
Yeah. Yeah. We were a little more than that, but it was, yeah, it was fun. It's three years too short. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Really so fast. Yeah. Fun times. Well, it's been a pleasure. I will, uh, maybe, uh, wrap this up with a couple of questions for both of you. Um, and you can take this however you want, but you know, in a hundred years, you know, your great, 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 great grandson or daughter is listening to this very podcast and they've just learned a lot of things because they've never met you. And now you have an opportunity to talk to them and you know, what, what do you want them to know about you? What, what's important? Start with you, Carrie. I think we, I, I, I think that we, um, have unconditional love in our family. Um, one, and I, I think that we embrace the gospel. I think that, uh, um, we have made uh, commitments to be, you know, to be obedient and to live the law of sacrifice. And I think we, we try that. Um, and I, I would want my kids and grandkids and those that I don't know to understand that we were strong in the gospel, that we understood it, we embraced it. And, um, um, that we lived our lives to the end uh, in the gospel. Sue? Um, I, I love Carrie. I love my kids. I love the gospel. Um, I love to have fun. Life is short. And tomorrow you could get hit by a truck. So eat the brownie and buy the shoes. <laughs> So I have a shirt uh, that I produced a thousand of them for everybody at work, and the it's, the shirt says "Life's too short, buy the car." <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll take you in the garage, and you'll see that that's true. <laughs> well, thank you so no, much. Funny. This has been no, fantastic. Uh, wow, I can't wait to get this out and let uh, everybody in the ward and your family have this, you know, as an heirloom and. This will be fantastic. So thank well, you. And the, the, I mean, the word is remarkable. It, it, it's, as Sue said, it, you know, from day one, we've lived in three houses in the same ward. Um, and uh, the wards, you know, the boundaries have changed a little bit and so forth. But the people are just remarkable. And we just keep, like as Sue said, we move in, we see these remarkable people. And now we are their age and we look back and we see all the younger people moving in. Yeah. Thank you. And the and they're remarkable, and you just we just can't believe it. Um, We're a little it, bit in a bubble up here. Yeah. But I really love the bubble. Okay. We like a bubble. We and like the it. bubble doesn't always last, but just enjoy it while you no, can. No, I, I moved from Taylorsville. Would have been six years this month, and we didn't know, but we knew that we were supposed to be here. There was no doubt in our mind. We had that spiritual clarity of where we needed to be. We didn't know why, but. You know, I'm just glad that my home has an elevator shaft so that I can put an elevator in and I can die here. You're, the you're a step ahead of me, then I got a, I've got a problem. We've got a lot of stairs. <laughs> well, thank you so much. No, thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you.